You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the weekly review show here at the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast. I am joined, as always, with my man, Luke. How you doing, Luke? Uh, what up, Jim? Luke is a gem. We, we oh. stay around these parts, and we're going to go through a bunch of books this week, so we're going to get right into it. But Whoa. first, let me tell you all to go over to Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our Instagram Instance. at Weird Science Manga, where we have you know, post with some written reviews and Byers. things like that and some chapter stuff, you know, that <laughs> sort of thing. And then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science manga, where you can get early access to the Manga Monday show, 13 episodes, Ooh. but also get our picks of the week, which this week were Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 80, PP, 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 Chapter 21, and even if you slip my mouth, mm. some chapters. 31 and chapters, 32. 31 and 32. It's the reading club. It Bangers. is, but we're going to get right into this, as I said. And we're going to start with two books that Luke's going to guide us through. What Move are we starting over, with Jim. there? I am moving over. Oh, I'll my goodness. I'm seat of my girl. <laughs> what are we starting with? We have the My Hero Academies, chapter 344, stars. And we're going to find a big star here, a, a potential gem, Jim. But Unfortunately, sir, first of all, we have to get through the talking heads. I'm telling you, this is like, a lot of talk in this chapter. Half the chapter is Flashback City, which I mean is okay, but it's talking head Flashback City, which we're not so hot on. Uh, but the other half does uh, pick up the slack with some big feels. You're so not going to reveal you fell asleep when you first read this. So you're going <gasps> to keep that spill to yourself. The beans. Oh my goodness! Jeez. Oh, Listen, it was a long day at work, and sometimes you get a, a lot bit... of talky talky. It makes uh, you sleepy, sleepy, snoozy, snoozy. Oh, jeez. But uh, I do I appreciate, at least, because a lot of the times, this is Koei Horikoshi writing this, and a lot of the times we, we see the big wow moment before we get the, the lowdown on how the wow moment actually happened. But here we get the, the big wow moment that happened last week with everybody teleporting in, and straight away we get the lowdown on how that actually went down, and we get the reveal of the great big plan, with All Might and Detective Sukauchi telling all the 1A kids what they're going to do, how they're going to handle the all-for-one situation, fighting. Uh, and we do see that they're going to chime in and chip in with a couple of unexpected parties, including one Shinzo in his hero costume. Now, this is a fan-favorite Shinzo. I don't think you've met him before, Jim. No, I have not. He Looks was cool, in, though. Yeah, he was in the sports fest, uh, and he's got this He's fan-favorite because he's from the general studies. So he's not really supposed to be a hero student, but he proved himself, and now he's here to save the day. And his special ability, he can do the do the mind control with the voices. He can talk to anybody and then do the mind control. So they're going to use this little loophole to get around telling sneaky fibs to all for one. And you're not supposed to be telling sneaky fibs to all for one. But technically, if it's Shinzo doing the sneaky fibs, to the informants, and then the informants tell the sneaky fibs, then it's not, it's the whisper all, down the lane. That, you know, that is a loophole. Yeah, you know, on, up and up. It's on front street. It's a okay. So that's what they're going to do. And so that's one half of the battle. They're going to get the setup with uh, Aoyama's parents. They're going to get the, the mind whammy on them, and then they're going to be telling the sneaky fibs. And then they're also going to use one Shirakumo, aka the cloudy dude. I forget his 
real name, but it is Shirakumo who uh, was friends with Aizawa, won a racer head back in the day. So there's a, again, this is something that you don't know, Jim, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of these chapters for the final arc seem to be calling in on a lot of, you know, well, they should. All the loose threads come together, all getting tied up nicely. And uh, Kirogiri, that's his name. I just remembered it there. But he was, and this is where we find out how that they managed to do that fancy portal business that they all jumped out at at the end. Because Kirogiri, he was Mr. Portals. That's why he has like the weird cloud face shadow thing going on. He was Mr. Portals. He was able to do all that teleportation stuff. And now they're going to chip in again another uh, unexpected party here. This is Nato Monoma of Class 1B fame. Again, I don't think you've met Class 1B, Jim, but uh, they are they are all gems. And uh, the whole point with Monoma is oh my goodness, he is a gem. Uh, he's the Phantom Thief. That's his name. And his ability is another unique one. He can do the copying. So he can copy anybody's quirk, including the mad cloudy teleportation thing that this guy can do. So everybody, and it's a lot of responsibility on one NATO monument to be able to do all this and save the day coming clutch, really, for all the heroes. And then he's basically thinking, you know, and this has been his story the whole time. He didn't think he had a good enough quirk to be a hero, just a lame old copy quirk. But right now, he's the biggest hero of them all because he's really coming in clutch here. So we finally see, as we go back into outer flashback city, into the present day, we see the plan in action. Shinzo doing his mind whammy on the parents, and then Aoyama coming in, and then Monoma coming in and getting the teleportation going, and then just laughing like a crazy madman. As everybody comes in, this is the, I suppose, the other side of that crispy double-page splash we got last week, looking very cool. And all the heroes, all the villains coming in, and straight away they get down to business. Like, the villains are doing stuff, Dabby comes in, trying to burn everybody up, trying to go for the flame hero endeavor. But then we do see big ice attack as Todoroki comes in to take on his big bro. So that's been a showdown that fans have been waiting ages for so again very exciting stuff everything coming together all the loose threads and then we do see another part of the plan is that they're all going to get sand castles metal sand castles put on top of them apparently they want to separate all the villains together so they're going to get them all into these big metal traps home alone style and then they're going to push them all into the portals away and as we do see that this is happening, we do see, and I thought this was pretty cool, we do see All Might and Detective Tsukauchi having a little bit of the pep talk, talking about how this is it. You know, the first time and the last time we did see them together, they did try to take on All for One, and they did goof it. All for One was still kicking, and All Might pretty much lost his his mojo. He lost his muscle mode, so he went down. And this time, they're not going to make any mistakes. No mistakes this time, All Might. So this time, it's all serious. It's all business. And the plan seems to be going pretty well so far. They've got them all into the Home Alone traps. They've got them all going towards the portals. So I suppose we'll see if... Uh, we don't know the full extent if this is just the plan to maybe... Uh, portal them away to Timbuktu, I don't know, but uh, they want them all separated because they'll be less powerful then. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any chinks in the armor to this plan, uh, what's going to go wrong here. Usually something does when the villains are involved, but I suppose time will have to tell. But as of right now, it's looking like the heroes are doing well, uh, and it's going to be very interesting how it all goes. So 
Apart from a lot of talky-talky at the start, uh, I did like a lot of the character moments with Monoma, with Shinzo, and then even that little last bit with All Might and Detective Tsukauchi making up for the mistakes of the past. I did like that. So a strong finish, even if the first half did make me fall asleep. Yeah, it made you fall asleep. What would you give it? I'm going to go 8.5. 8.5. There you go. And yeah, I have to just sit back and... (laughs) Listen to yeah, I your, mean, you can't even appreciate your words because the yeah, I, this week, like you can't even appreciate it because it's all talking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, I like some of the character designs and things like that. Again, though, this would be normal for people reading it and know these, but yeah, seeing some of these guys and seeing it, pretty cool. But we'll move to the next one again. Something that you'll be taking us through. What is that, Luke? Now this is like the exact opposite. While we had all chit chat, this is Action City. We have Jujutsu Kaisen. Chapter 175, Sendai Colony Part 2. And we open with Slice and Dice and straight away, Weird Cockroach Man, I forget his name, I don't think it's that important, going up against uh, the gem that is Yuta Okatsu. And Slice and Dice doesn't go so well, because he has this fancy sword with all the eyes on it. You remember we saw that last time. And Jujutsu Kaisen was on break last week. So we are coming back in after the two-week break. Uh, and Yuta makes pretty short order of this guy. He goes Slice and Dice City. It's looking like the cockroach is going down, but maybe not. Because he's still, he's got some regenerating business. I don't know how the cockroaches work. He's slamming him. Then he goes jumping up the bridges. This uh, opening part of this chapter is all action. Hard any dialogue they're just running around they're chopping they're jumping off the bridges they're slicing and they're dicing and it's very exciting very frenetic definitely no chance of falling asleep while you're reading this oh boy but it turns out as Utah is watching uh, he is not the only one that's going up against it someone else is watching them it's the two other players in the colony in the culling games and they're trying to see they're trying to basically uh, get a read on this user, figure out because he's already taken down one of the big players, and if he's going to take down Cockroach Man too, then he is going to be certainly a power player. Uh, and he wants to, he wants to basically not reveal all the cards. He doesn't want to spill all his beans because he knows these two guys are watching him, so he doesn't want to use his reverse curse technique, which is one of his abilities. I'm not even going to bother trying to explain it to you, Jim, because it's. <laughs> this this manga, and I know you've read quite a bit of it. This makes Undead Unlock look tame. Yeah, yeah uh, that's you know, what it, it kind of reminds me a bit when you said that. Trying to explain some of the stuff going on here, I, I don't even know what's going on in this chapter. Oh boy, but it's still cool looking. I know that much. But he wa- and he also has the big giant Rika, which we did see. She is still protecting all the innocent civilians in the stadium. So she is still there, and he doesn't want to reveal her either. So he's not going to use reverse curse technique. He's not going to use Rika. He's just going to have to take out crazy bug man with his hatchet by himself. Um, and then they do have a, a deep conversation. He's asking, why are you interfering, and why do you want to kill people? And then uh, it turns out that he likes to taste iron. So cockroaches are going to be cockroaches, I suppose. And then he starts doing weird abilities, the earthen insect trance. Don't even know what that does. It just makes more cockroaches. This guy is the cockroach king, after all. They all start slicing and dicing. There's more fighting. He got his new arm back. And then the sword has the eye jetpack thing, so it's going to be slicing and dicing on the move. And then it turns out it does land, does get the hit on him when he was uh, guarding. And then there's some weird cockroaches coming out of Yuta, so that's no good at all. And they start screeching. 
It does not look like something that you want to have inside you. And then they, I do like this because while he's chopping that, that's the one blank spot or the one uh, weak spot he has. He's unguarded. And that is when Cockroach Man goes in for the kid, kill, goes for a slice right in the chest. And he does hit. And it's not looking good for Yuta. And even the other two watching, they just think that that's it. That's him over. Now, we do know that he's able to heal himself with the reverse curse technique. Whether or not he wants to use that or not, that's the thing. And then we get perhaps one of the craziest moments this week. Uh, it definitely woke me up when I was reading it on the buzz. Because we do see Yuda. It looks like he's down for the count. Bugman is going in to eat him. And then it turns out he's not the one doing the eating. As Yuda chows down on Bugman, it looks like he's going in for the kiss in Kashi style. But uh, without the tongue, it's got teeth instead. And it's gnarly, and this is not getting this is not getting censored. I'll tell you that. Oh boy, but it's crazy. And then I, I suppose he just grabs him with the teeth and then rips rips the head off, as we do see in the next. Like I do like the art, but at times it's a little hard to follow. This is one of the times where it, I suppose it just gets too gory to follow completely. But uh, it is crazy, and that is Utah after taking out two of the big players of the Cullen game. Uh, and he gained five points for the kill. So, the, but this is the thing. Now everybody's noticed he did manage to use his reverse curse technique against that cursed monster. And now, you know, that's the devil's hand. He's played it. Now they all know what he's doing. It, and then what are they going to do? And we do see problems straight away. Once again, I do not have a clue what's going on. The little lady that uh, we were seeing float around the place, she gets up out of nowhere, whispers about his reverse curse technique that he could use. Then everything all goes wibbly-wobbly. Yeah, everything gets that. warped, and then we stop. And I have so no idea what's happening. But, uh, and it, it is it, coming back next week. I, I always next look week. to see when it's on hiatus, because it does go off. You know, it takes a lot of skip weeks and things like that, but it will be up next week, so yep. you'll be able to tell us what happens with <laughs> wobbly-wibbly, Uh-oh. you know, warped world there after she whispers in his ear, sweet nothings. Um, but what would you give it? I liked it, uh, very action-heavy, and uh, as always, not always too sure what's happening, but the stuff that does happen, pretty darn cool. I'm going to go 8 out of 10. All right, and we're going to go to the books that I'll be talking with you about. Back in action. Uh, with, we're going to start with Mashal. What chapter is it? This is chapter 97, Mashal, Magic, and the Muscles. This is Mash Burn Dead and the Endless Punch and the Crispy Color Page. You got a color page here. We were talking about the idea that Mash gets so many color pages. We we talked. This was something that was a joking before I caught up on it that you ended up telling me, and then I marathoned through it. And yeah, it's like every time I another color page, I kept messaging you. And this chapter, I mean, it continues this full out battle, Dominant versus Mash. Mash has upgraded himself by taking off. The weight bracelets, never really said they were weight bracelets before, but Finn does end up saying that. I did see that people in the comments were finally, I guess they were always with it, but are finally coming to the deal of Finn is the greatest announcer of all time. I saw somebody even say, like, he should just be a sports announcer because he does play-by-play great. And he does here. He's just screaming things as we're going. And you pretty much have Domino who is just concerned of, Making his father happy. I got to do this. My father, you know, he doesn't pay attention to me. Now I'm going to be the best one. This whole deal with, you know, Innocent Zero and stuff like that, where it, it he keeps upping the ante to the point where 
he is going to go all out. He is going to pretty much exchange everything for this big giant sacrifice at all. Says, yeah, that he says Mash will never be able to stop. And with that Mash, who has gotten a tan since he upgraded, he ends up being so. And the funny thing about him is, is those like kind of like flighty moments that he has when somebody's trash talking and then he like it goes to him and he's like, what did you just say? But it's also fun because when he's never upset, he is getting attacked with what Finn is screaming as the craziest thing ever. And when you see him, he's just got that dull look in his face. But the big thing is he says he feels bad for Domino because this isn't something that somebody should have to do. A father should love you unconditionally. A parent should. And that is something that, and, and this is something just normal. You know, my my wife talks about it all the time because she nobody likes me. Well, the kids like you; they have to like you, like <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, That's no, part no, of the they deal. Don't. They don't. I'll tell you with my family. But he ends up saying, "Pops, he loved me, and always did." And For I didn't have magic, was. cream puffs, so, and all. And this is where I mean, if you're gonna get Mash upset at all, it is to. Talk trash on Pop. So there's one step with the idea. It's like, what? Is, that doesn't matter. He's not even your blood. But that's not your father. But then out of nowhere, Dominic does the craziest thing, sends magic to open up that case. And he gets the beginnings wand, the wand of beginnings. And then this is another thing. Mash says, yeah, that's not what we agree on. That's You're cheating. cheating. Oh, this geez. is cheating. And with that and that sacrifice type deal of getting that, you end up having dominant like should just be able to destroy anything now. Finn, he's speechless at this. I mean that that's how crazy it is. He's just there, but this attack that's coming down on them, it looks crazy. I mean it, the art in this is great. You have oh, some incredible. really crazy panels, but what ends up happening is Mash ends up saying, "All right, well, if I'm here, you're not ending anything." Because he says, "This is going to end it. I'm done. I'm going to finish you." And he's like, "Nope." Unlimited bicep magic, punch squared. And I was like, what is that? So he ends up punching Domino twice, two, then it's four. Everything's squared, and it keeps going. The funny thing about it is, it is cool. Nash does seem to know one thing, and it's math. He's and he very good the at the squared. math. Yeah, he's very good at the math and the muscles, right? So it should be math and muscles, but I like this idea of as he goes, I mean, it is squared, so it keeps going. And going to the point of 16. And even then we're dumb. I don't know what 16 squared is. And <laughs> it's man, a lot I'll of punches. You, 256. Boom, 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 boom. And they get this panel. That's nothing. Yeah, you think, oh, that, that must be it, right? And then, oh, my goodness. Because he he kind of at that point does end up hurting. Domina, and then says, as he likes the trash talk, you're just like a teenager throwing a fit. You shouldn't do this in public. You should be embarrassed by yourself. And you end up where Domina is, it's just going to come down to everything of, I'm fighting for my father's protection, Mash is fighting for friends, family, all that. And then he just says 65,000, what is it? <laughs> 65,536. And uh, what? Uh-oh. And then boom, and it is an awesome page. It's such a great, like, I didn't expect a page like this to be so awesome, but you end up seeing his fist with all these punches, they're all over the place. In all the all sound of these effects. Deals, I, yeah. all, the letterer for this, we give the letterer for Witch Watch, you know, props. But the letterer for this, this is I pretty do cool all with them. the bam, 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 Whoa. all the way down. So there's tons. But it, it's it's what it is, as we say, with MASH. But again, it's good. I like this back and forth. I like that he ends up giving props to Pops, which we do like. And also that he knows that this has to end. 
even with the Wanda beginnings, he's got to stop. Dominant or all his friends are done as well. So this has come down. Now you're waiting for just like, when is this going to end? I have that, but I, I still really like it. Uh, what would you give it? This really, like, this feels like Endgame. I don't know where we're going to go after, like, Marshall could be done. In which case, you know, pretty good run. Like, it could be done at, like, 100, you're saying? Or, like, you wouldn't want to get to 100, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we got the announcement that Amash would be ended in two weeks, you know? Like, it doesn't seem too far away, you know? Something has to happen. If it's going to continue, you're going to have to have somebody step in and say that he can't be the visionary. Because what would happen if this is all to be the visionary? What do you do with MASH with no magic being the visionary? Who knows? But you might end up having like a Harry Potter where you have the magic people against. But even then, like this book is so based on Harry Potter, except for now. It doesn't feel as much with this big fighting and going on with the punchings. I like it. But yeah, I I wonder what what the end game is if this isn't it. So, uh. Yeah, we'll see. But what would you give it? I'm hitting it with the 7.8. Yeah, I'm going 8.5. I really like it. I like it. I Again, it's one of those where you read a book. Does it do what it does? And is it good? It is what it is. Yeah, so I I don't expect much more from Mashal than this. So I actually really enjoy it. That's why I have enjoyed it. We're going to go to the next book, though. And... It's it's a side chapter, again, of Spy Family, but I, I liked it enough. Uh, what is it? It is the Spy Family's Mission 60. Oh, milestone. And it's funny, too, because you end up, it's Frankie chapter. But also you get Fiona. We haven't seen her in a, and a while. And the Sylvia's. And a little Sylvia shout-out one panel. But Everybody. if you don't know, Fiona is a, a gal that really is smitten with Twilight and just doesn't understand like how to go about that she wants to impress him all the time she wants to do things so with this though she ends up getting teamed up with frankie and it's fun we like frankie this is a chapter that i don't know is that important i don't know that you had but it's what it is and you go in and she needs to get some falsified documents she ends up having she needs a government seal because they're trying to stop the strawberry (laughs) export embargo because no. the foreign minister, Brands, he flew into a fit because he ended up having a birthday party and there were no strawberries on his cake because I, the he, East isn't letting the strawberries in the West. And we, stu- we, we get the picture and the dude looks a little bit like a strawberry too. That has to be intentional. I think he's like my brethren. <laughs> I need, but also there is another party coming up that he's going to be and you need the strawberries. It's Uh-oh. this crazy deal. So... He, she ends up going, Fiona goes to Twilight, says, I have a guy. It's Frankie. And goes to Frankie. Now, Frankie isn't the guy who can forge things. Frankie's the guy who can get you whatever you want. He's the guy who knows the guy. And so Frankie ends up, and it's kind of a funny deal where you have booby traps. I mean, it gets Home crazy. alone. It's Home alone. It's, it's Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones at one point. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing is, at one point, I actually thought out of nowhere that Anya was some sort of because this almost seems comical the idea that a punching glove comes out a boxing glove comes out and like a, a suction cup arrows but she ends up this is all frankie's deal and he says yeah you know i like to do these things i'll get you somebody but i'll even give you the pretty lady discount i'm like you are canceled so there, you're not allowed to say that uh but the big thing is the spy games that they play are pretty cool they have to get the quill He's the guy who can forge documents. So they end up requesting a song on the radio that has a certain code. They end up going and they end up meeting this guy. 
And so the rest of this is the fun of seeing Frankie dressed up as like some cool dude with a lady. He goes into this club where they have to meet. Nobody believes that he ever would have a lady. So they're all losing their minds. And then they hook up with the quill, but they end up having some, you know, spies after them. Somebody has kind of given up the Rat game. Here. And what Frankie ends up saying is that it, it's not them. It has to be one of your other sus clients. Because oh. I do not, you know, go. In the meantime, by the end, it seems like Fiona was the one <laughs> to do this, to do weird things and to try to impress. I, I maybe think she's doing it a lot to have Frankie go back. Man, that Fiona, she's pretty cool. Uh, but it's crazy. Frankie thinks he's saving the day at points, but he isn't. Well, he does save her. I mean, like, you know, at one stage. At the one point, he knocks her over because she's going to get shot. But that guy was already taken out by her knife. So Oops. he's like, oh, you already did it's that. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, he's always behind the, the thing there, but it's okay. And then she comes the next day to get, you know, as they do at the tobacco shop. And mm-hmm. she comes and's like, okay, here, I want to get this paper. All right, here's your documents. And this is the best part of it, though, because with that, at the end, the quill seems to be like, I'm never dealing with you again, Frankie. So he doesn't have that connection anymore. And it was pretty much craziness dealing with this girl. She goes, yeah, I think I'm going to use you again. He's like, please, no, I don't want any of that. It was funny. At one point, you did think that the play was that Frankie was making it all up to go on a date with her. Uh, but by the end, he's like, no, 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 please don't call me. I don't have a lot of friends and, and you're making them go away. And then you just end. So it ends up being, okay, it's about strawberries. You get Frankie. I like Frankie gussied up, though, because they have to, they're going undercover. They look like, he says that she looked like a narc if they go into this sus bar. And it is. It's one of those, like, seedy bars where mm-hmm. a guy like him would hang out. Well, everybody recognizes him. Oh, they recognize him, by the way, except the guy at the door who he had to say, <laughs> it's, it's me. Oh, my God. It's Frankie. girl. I guess the best. And he is, he gets into it so much that he's trotting her around. And, she and gets she's angry. like, well, what are you doing? We got something to do. But it's, it's fun. It, it's, you know, I like this book. I like the two of them together. I think that they could, like, I wouldn't mind seeing more of these guys. I really thought maybe at the end it would have been a cool deal because her, you know, wanting to be with Twilight and, you know, yours, that, but you never really do much with that. I kind of do wish that either one of, she did fall for him. And then at the end, she's like, oh, you want to go back to that bar? And he's like, oh, what do you need now? And I need a drink. I need a good time. Honey. Or if she ended up where this is where she thought I can get Twilight jealous now. Oh. But I would have liked to have seen Either them. way works. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I kind of like that. So because with this, you don't get any Anya. And that's usually a downer in, in the Spy Family. But it was okay because Frankie is somebody that we haven't had much of. To, to do this so what would you give it i liked it pretty solid uh, and i w- i like having more of these kind of like the patterns because we have the anya chapters we've got the lloyd chapters we've got the the bond chapters uh, sometimes so now if we have the frankie and you know shenanigans chapter i wouldn't mind that too so i'm gonna go eight solid eight. Yeah, i'm gonna go eight as well and and the thing about this is like it brings to mind when you're talking about that. I'm thinking of Witch Watch now, where you have these side chapters, manga teacher. Now, out of nowhere, we got Jeans. <laughs> Jeans chapter. And again, we're not going to be Hats. talking about that tonight. So it, when you do those side chapters and that, it, it derails everything. Everything Big comes time. to a screeching halt. When you have these side chapters that are not our main characters in this book, 
you know that they're a tight one and done usually. And also it fits the story. Mm -hmm. They they end up not going like all of a sudden we're not seeing Frankie in a day where he has to go and buy groceries and go. No, it's it's the spy stuff. So we see the inner workings and it ends up developing the world more, even if it is a joke of the strawberry shortage or the, you know, embargo, uh, that sort of thing. But I, I do like the way it plays out. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm an eight, like I said, with you. But now we're going to go off to the anime corner, Jason's Ooh. anime corner. And he sent me what we have. It's uh, they uh, live, not they live, which I probably would have said, but he wanted to make sure it's uh, school. Huh, they oh. say they live. It's <laughs> school live, yes. not school live. School live. That's a weird deal. So live we will school. be going to that uh, right about now. Hello, manga fans. Jason here once more with yet another anime corner. This week we're featuring a show called Gakogarashi, aka School Live. This show was produced by Studio Lark and originally aired during the summer 2015 season. It's based on a monthly manga that began in 2012 and completed its 12-volume run in 2019. School Live is a gentle slice-of-life story about four cute girls, a cute puppy, and their cute teacher who all live together at their cute high school doing cute things. They're in the School Living Club. Why do they live at school? Where are their parents? Whoever heard of such a thing? Don't worry about it. It's cute. It's Japan. They laugh a lot and play games. You'd like it. Did I mention there's a puppy? You should watch it. It's on Crunchyroll. Now, those of you I've already convinced to give School Live a look, you should now skip forward in your podcast player a little bit. Keep on going until you hear the lilting Hibernian tones of one Luke Hollywood, oh my goodness. I'll give you a moment and I'll see if I can convince the as yet unconvinced. Okay, those folks gone? Here's the real deal. This story is not what it seems. At the very end of the first episode, we learn that we've thus far been seeing everything only through the eyes of one of our main characters, Yuki. Yuki is cheerful and bubbly and always looking for fun. She's also deeply delusional. It is true that the girls are living at school, but it's not just a fun club. It's a zombie outbreak, one that started while they were at school. Yuki is, to say the least, not dealing with this well and has constructed a mental world in which she is merely having happy fun times at school with her dearest friends and their favorite teacher. The other girls protect Yuki and foster her delusions. These other girls are Karumi. She's a strong, quiet girl who dispatches zombies with a blow to the neck from her trusty shovel. Yuri. She's the president of the school living club. She manages their supplies and defenses, but is starting to slip under the strain. Miki. Miki was not originally part of the club. When the outbreak started, she ended up trapped in a mall. Sometime later, she was found by the other girls out on a resupply mission, and they took her back with them to the school. She calls Yuki senpai, which makes Yuki happy. And then there's Tarumaru the dog and Megami the teacher. Oh, Megami. Megami's my favorite, but I'll leave their stories for you to discover on your own. As far as the girls know, they may be the only non-zombies left in Japan, possibly the entire world. Fortunately, or maybe suspiciously, their school has a self-contained water and solar electrical system, as well as a large garden on its roof, almost as if someone here expected the world to go crazy. As the story progresses, we get a nice mix of one-off episodes that explore the girls' characters, and more lore-focused ones that progress the larger plot and help us learn more about what's going on in the outside world. Before I go, I do have to address the Moe factor. That's Moe, spelled M-O-E, like the leader of the Three Stooges. Moe is a Japanese term for a certain kind of cuteness. It's usually applied to pre-adult girls, especially ones intended to inspire a protective reaction in the audience. Some anime fans love Moe, while others hate it with the passion of a thousand Gokus. It's a good topic to bring up if you want to start a flame war on any anime discussion forum, and the Gakugarashi girls, especially Yuki, are the epitome of Moe. So if you hate Moe, this show may not be for you. On the other hand, 
you will get to see Moe girls repeatedly attacked by zombies. So maybe this show really is for everybody. I do want to close by giving Gakugarashi School Live a very strong recommendation. I've rated it a 9 out of 10 on my anime list, and the only show I've given a perfect 10 is my beloved Otaxi. The first episode twist is masterfully done, and it's far from the last twist that the show pulls off, but no more spoilers for me. Please just seek it out. That is all I have to say about Gakugurashi, otherwise known as School Live. But if there are other shows, new or old, that you'd like me to check out, email weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com, or tweet at weirdmanga, and I'll be sure to have a look. Now back to Luke and Jim, and the pictures that don't even move. All right, we're back, and Luke, what are we going to start this last section with? We got the Doran, Dororororans, Chapter 11, Superhero. Yeah. My Hero Academia. So we have this. No, what what it is is Kaiju number 8, mixed with a lot of other things. I mean, it really (laughs) is. And... I don't know. I like this chapter, though. At least we're getting going. We're mm. at the headquarters. You know, we don't know too much about him, but we do see some guys there. Mm. So we get that. We find out who the chief is. We also find out the chief is the grandfather of Ginshayo. So that connects it very much like a kaiju number eight, I, I will admit. But at least we're going somewhere with this where you end up having Dora, who slept for like five days. He, he was beat up pretty bad. So. He wakes up, Ginchayo's there, and I did see some comments talking about this, and I don't know why they're playing it so much. That Ginchayo, when he first showed up, was pretty bad butt, right? She was pretty badass, I'll just say. She's become a sad sack. I oh. mean, really over-the-top sad sack of just like, oh, I'm the worst, and I didn't do this, and I didn't do that. She needs to shape up here. We need to get her back into being badass mode. I think now that we got this other samurai, it's like, move over, Jinchayo. Yeah, that's what it seemed but like. But Jinchayo shouldn't be moving no, over. No, Jinchayo shouldn't be, especially because that's the end with the grandfather. Now, I'm telling you, if we're going to have our gems, the grandfather, just the way he acts, he's a gem. He made me laugh when we go. So what's going on here is, and there's a weird, like, long explanation of where they are and what hospital. I didn't need that, but... When we start getting going where they're like, okay, you had a lot of people die, 26 dead, 75 injured from that attack. Yeah, And and also, the idea Dora can't remember, but he can, then he can't. It's like, I don't know. It didn't play out great, right? The potential gem moment, though, because he's like, oh, uh, I don't remember, you know, you... Uh, having to be saved or anything, or you were fine, and then and then oh, he did remember. <laughs> He's just doing that. oopsies. Oh yeah, and then even the idea of how did you get your injury better? Well, I came back and my Kohei ended up figuring out the thing. I guess that might be something to keep in mind. But that that Mononoke's dead. That was the big thing with those spikes and things. So I don't know why we went that much into that. But then when we get to the part where well. Where's Kusanagi? Oh, uh, he's being grilled by like, the people. Like He is being interrogated. He may end up being killed. And Uh-oh. that's where we then shift the scene. And Hasuki, the other samurai, I like him now. I, I didn't know much. You know, we, we kind of had him come in. He was pompous, whatever. And he still is. But I like that he's sassy to the people. Sassy in, to the higher-ups. Yeah, the higher-ups. Because the higher-ups are pretty much saying... This, you know, Mononoke, they don't want to say its name. They don't care. It's a Mononoke. We want to kill it. And Asuki's there putting his balls on the, the grinder here saying, yeah. hey, listen, you know, I will end up taking the fall if this goes bad. You know, let him live. I saw that he is good and he has a good energy. And these guys, the higher ups are like, I don't think that that's the case. And they're drinking their coffee. And he basically says, well, why should I listen to you? 
you coffee drinking jerks oh. like you pe- pencil pushers i'm the one who kills these mononikes and i'm gonna go with it well then we see the chief who literally looks like he's like 800 years old at one point <laughs> and also i don't know he's got long straggly hair and a scar like he's seen some Maybe. stuff right Silver but, Fox. and this is you say you and oh. it is ginkayo's that's the grandfather mm-hmm. but he's like He's the young old guy, right? Because he's like, oh, you kids, I love you. He he ends up saying at the end, like, we'll let this go over probation, period. But he wants to know and says, tell me why we should let this Mononiki live. And I'm telling you, Suki just goes right for it and says, your grand, your granddaughter said that he's pretty good. Like, I don't need that. What about you? And he says, it's a hunch. And they're like, oh, everybody's all mm-hmm. losing their mind. But he says, you know, who are you going to listen to? You know, you jerks are me. I'm the one who kills these things. I am the one who has the most kills on the front. So I'm saying that we could do this. And him and this guy, the Mononiki and this guy, Dora, they seem to be a good combo and did save a lot of people. Out of nowhere, you end up having Dora just come flying in. In his <laughs> robe, looks like Luke Skywalker. Comes flying and is like, I object! And starts yelling, runs to the wall. And you have... You know, Kusanagi is behind glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in like a, a cage. It's almost like a show. Like wagon the tail. Yeah, yeah, wagon the tail and talking to each other. And the problem is, is that you end up where Dora wants to really lie about everything here. And also with this, Hizuki has been lying as well. Everybody's mm-hmm. lying to try to get this going. So you end up having, but Kusanagi is a gem. He doesn't know what lying is. It seems so. You end up, yeah, yeah. So you end up where Dora's like, I didn't do anything. It was the Mononiki. You know, Kusanagi, it was all him. He did it all. Kusanagi's like, no, it wasn't. It was you as well. <laughs> and he's, up, like, I love, he's like, be quiet. And as they go, I love when he yells out, well, there goes plan save Kusanagi right down the train. But this actually, this whole thing actually makes Chief giggle. He oh. starts laughing. He's like, oh, my God. I remember my student days when I had friends before I got old. And, before and I drank coffee. Yeah, before I started drinking coffee with these jerks. But he says, I, re- I like sacrificing your own interests. You know what? You kind of got me intrigued. The worst part of this is sad sack Kazuki's like, I never heard of like, <laughs> Why did they have that? Like, there's always something that gets thrown in here that I'm like, okay, why? But yeah, so he's probably going to. You know, he wants a friend as well. But he ends up where he's like, I never had a I never had a friend like that, not even as a student or now. All right. And then you have Gintayo, she's looking in. You end up where I'm telling you, the idea that they're a funny pair seems and that's what the chief says seems to win him over. Oh, yep. what a funny pair. Look at these goofballs. Let them in. Let's see what hijinks a monkey shots they'll <laughs> get into. And he's like, All right, let's find out. What we can do with them, what they can do, because they're both superheroes. You're in. And I'm like, you know what? By the end of this, I was having fun. And I thought it was funny. And also, it wasn't. You got the same thing. I mean, literally, you have, you know, Kusanagi and Dora. I love you, man. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. But in a different way. I I like this, seeing him bust in to save his friend Kusanagi. Not just there. I'm going to do it for you. And the, you know, we had that every time. This and is have different. that as like, you know, that's not the sole focus. Now we got the, oh, look at these goofballs. And that's how we're playing it. Because we've been like saying the whole time, these guys are goofy. 
So now, now that's the whole point. Now and I'm interested. So here's the team. You end up getting Genkayo, who suddenly is a sad sex saying, I'm not good enough. You know, I, I keep messing up, whatnot. You have her. Her grandfather is the chief who gets a chuckle out of them. But then we also have Hazuki, who's one of the best samurai out there who doesn't have a friend. It'll, it's actually a team is coming together that I mm-hmm. don't mind them going out. Because, again, if, if you end up having Dora and Kusanagi goof up too much, Azuki, this could cost him everything. He's put everything on the line for this as well. So it is, and it's quick, and it's, but it's done in a goofy way. This isn't like the kaiju number eight where you end up, you know, having the chief there get a blood test with his gloves, you know, punching, and this thing. They kind of go with it. I saw some people saying, oh, it's too quick for them to accept them. Like, I just want to have fun with this. So yeah, I thought this time. was one. I think this was one of the better chapters that we've had. I actually was looking for, and it's weird. I even mentioned to you without Ayeshimon this week. That is on hiatus this week because the uh, author has the COVID. So oh. they end up there resting. And I think that maybe because we have those books are always together for us because they came out together in, in that deal. It, this lets this kind of shine a little on its own. And I don't sit there with that saying, oh, I like Ayashimon more. And that's what I kept saying. So this, the spotlight here for just that, I, it works for me. It's nice. Uh, yeah, what would you give it? I'm going to go, uh, this is for this book, I think this is a high score. I'm going 8 out of 10. I'm going 8-5. I, I like it. <laughs> I'm telling you, the chief, he made me giggle. And he's like, oh, you two, you make me giggle. Look at you, you goofballs. Yeah, when they're arguing, too, like that that's the thing. The fun thing is them arguing of who's a superhero or not, because mm. you end up where Dora said, oh, you know, this Mononoke, he's the superhero. He's the greatest. He did this. I'm not a superhero. You're the superhero. And they're screaming at each other. It was good. I actually really did like it, maybe, and hopefully oh. this turns the corner for me, and I, I really start liking it uh, even more and more as we go from here. But what is the next book we're going to be talking about? Now, here's a book with some crazy stuff happening. As always, it's the Dan to Dan's chapter 45. It's a pump. Yeah, it's a pump. This is a weird one. <laughs> and this is my book of the year. Last year, it's my favorite book. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so you go into this. I wanted to know Momo's plan. We ended up seeing, you know, we want Gigi back. Third eye Gigi, we, we don't need that. The no. evil eye Gigi, we want to have fixed. But... They're not even in this chapter. They seem to still be down below, you know, kind of passed out, whatnot. Uh, So in this, I actually thought because the worm is up above and ends up vomiting up that whole awful family, but also everybody from the village. I thought Gigi and Okaram were going to be in there and Turbo Granny, a little shout Mm. out. But with that. You just end up having these that awful family start talking crap. Talking mad shades. Yeah, you, you, and uh, there's a lot of cursing in this. At, at points, you end up having Momo. She's got a mouth on her. But you end up, I like to, where she goes over to this presumably dead worm and gets in the karate pose and then kicks it and moves and she runs away like <laughs> she's scared. But then it vomits out the deal in this last second deal. It seems to be dead. So it vomits out the people. They're pissed. You're going to ruin it for us. Oh, my God. The volcano starts erupting. Uh Uh-oh. So in this book, I mean, it's not crazy, the idea that this could be a real thing, this whole, you know, monster, the serpent. But we know that this isn't it. This is a worm. It's different. And the big play here. Yeah, the big player is Momo just says, sick of jerks making up stories and people die because of them because we're stupid. 
And she ends up realizing that the play here, in, in my mind, it, it got a little wonky. But they say that the rainbow serpent things, and she starts saying, well, the springs will go. And I do think that that's the warning is, is that if a volcano is going to erupt and you have this thing, the springs start going first because the heat from under there. And that would then signal the, the volcano is going to erupt. This was, in my mind, a warning at one point that the people that she says back in the day, this was spelled out because it'd be a warning. Get out of here, whatever. And you dumb people, dumb humans, ended up taking this as a literal thing and then started sacrificing people. Get the human sacrifice going. And I'm not going to allow it anymore. And what she does then is she realizes by looking at the fire truck with the hoses, I'm going to turn this worm into a hose. I don't know how that really works. She ends up, it's almost like the, uh, you know, the human centipede type deal where she's like, Running well, around. there's a mouth and there's a butt. And those are connected right there. So she grabs this worm and takes off and they chase her. What are you doing? I like when they're running out. You better get back here with the serpent. She's like, it's not a serpent, you jerks. And ends up going and throws it into a lake. Then then is able to, by the end, looks like she's just squirting the volcano down. That's it. That, that's Goes the whole that chapter. Easy. She does end up mentioning, like, I got to get down there below. I, I got to save my friends and whatnot. But in this, this is just now volcano erupting. We have to stop it with dead worm as a host. That's it. But the art's great. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, but it, it, it's really a quick read. And now, like, it is, it, like, the past, like, three. Now, that, that's never, like, a big, long page turner. But, like, it's just been the spectacle of this first, the volcano, the fire trucks. And now the water hose, like, I'm kind of ready to move on a wee I, bit. I need this to end and get Gigi back, hopefully take Gigi back to Momo's house. Sexy Grandma ends up Yeah, it's been a that. while with them, you know? Yeah, we haven't seen that. And uh, with that, though, the, the panel or the spread page with the volcano, it's it's not, like, the craziest thing, but it looks really good. Oh, I the mean, splash pages this week. Uh, but I can see that every week, you know? Now, even the fire truck, like it, oh, the so detail detailed. of it is so good. Yeah, so I, I just also like almost just running through town and what she's using her ability to levitate the, you know, the butt cheeks of the, the deal, the uh, other half of this worm so that she can throw it in the lake. But she ends up just running past cafes and things like that. Running As you do. Good. What would you give it? Uh, I liked it, but I think it needs to, you know, pump the... The accelerator a little bit on the fire truck get going. I think seven point eight is for. Yeah, I'm going to go seven point five. Okay. Uh, I'm a little lower again. It's my favorite book, but yeah, this was the idea. And again, remember the ho- whole idea was, oh, what was Momo's plan? She set fire to the house. Mm-hmm. That didn't really play out as anything. You end up getting the deal where she realizes she well, what she wanted was to fill the down below with the water so mm-hmm. that it would come up. That whole deal that Gigi had taught her whatnot, but didn't play out great now she's a run around with a worm this I plan want, is just like not stopping yeah i want Gigi and okaron to just get out of there and let's yeah. get home and get done with this I this hope is that getting that family, a bit like spy family boat vibes and I, we don't like that i want that and i think it's like the guitaro family i want them done too so, I, I was really upset that they i was really pissed off at that but what is the next book we're talking about the next book is uh, slightly hot off the presses. Yeah, the new yeah. one from last week. This is the Akane Banashi's chapter two, uh, six years. Six years. And we have a six year time jump. We thought oh. that something was going to happen. We saw her at the end of the first chapter and we're talking about Akane. Uh, we thought that there was a jump, but I like the play. It, it seemed 
Did you get a little uncomfortable with what they're talking about because it's of all? It's very sus at the start. It's sus, and the thing that makes me think it's even more sus is the idea that there's been plenty of manga that I've said to you, "Hey, we should do that for Manga Monday," and you have to pull me back and say we sus. can't do that. That sus guy alert. got in trouble. That guy did this. That guy oh. was pinching heinies while he was riding bikes around <laughs> Tokyo. It's that crazy stuff. It was one of them. Uh, but you end up where. <laughs> You have that straight up mention, and I don't know that it, it made me feel weird because you end up with this time jump. We get a new character, Garico. It's pretty cool. I mean, he, he's over the top. He's kind of, you know, whatever, but he's the one right now who is the student of our guy, Master Shiguma, who we ended up knowing from the first chapter, who was the guy who was the Master for Shinta. Who ended up everything getting banned and stuff like that? Uh, got of the course, explosions. the Akani being his daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. So you end up where he gets word. Hey, I heard that your master, this Shiguma, he's dating some young chicky. That's enough for me. But when he's chasing him around and following him, and he's like, "I hope this girl isn't underage because that's really gonna be problems here." I'm like, I didn't really need to go that far with it, but he is concerned, and it's to play out that you know. Connie is kind of young, and she's in a schoolgirl outfit at a karaoke deal. You see, I like that because that seems like mega sauce. But when you find out what it really is, it makes perfect sense because you know, like soundproof room uh, for what they're doing. You know, and so with that, very much reminds me of the twist in Ayakashi Triangle this week that we talked about. It's more wholesome than sauce. Not well. We talked about it on the Patreon picks of the week show where you think it's trouble and then you realize oh it's just wholesome and and we kind of know that it is you know it's not like this is going to surprise us i i actually do like the idea of this karaoke place too i i'm not aware that they have like little booths and things you oh can it's go big in japan that. i mean karaoke to me is just you have a bar everybody's up on a stage and they're all drunk but this is pretty cool almost like what i do with my little songs down here in the basement, just me <laughs> doing things on my own. So you end up where you have this guy, Goriko, he's looking through, he's like, what's going on? Oh my God, she is young. Oh no, Jeez. we're in trouble. And he's worried about everything. He's worried about their, their school. He's worried about their Rakugo. All this could come down. A, a big thing like this could really end up, you know, having everything go down. So he's listening and now he's trying to figure it out. What are they doing? The role plays? Like, what is she doing? Because she is doing, you know, her deal here while he's watching him realizes, wait a minute. You know, you sense it. He's looking at her deadly serious as if he's judging a performance. Oh, my goodness. It's Rakugo. And you see her being very good at it, especially when she ends up. And it's this little deal of, what are you afraid of? I ain't got nothing to be afraid of when she does that guy. It's great. And you got the same face going. And we already knew that she was good at this, that mm. she loved it. She was good at it. So what is the play here in the second chapter? Well, you end up, uh, you know, in a comedy type deal. Garico ends up falling into the room. He ends up going against the door. It opens up, falls in. He's all upset. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. And this is where we find out that Akani ended up being very upset. Her dad ended up going and getting a job selling concrete. This was one of the the things that me and you thought might happen. That he's like, I said, maybe a salary man type Mm -hmm. of deal, but he's selling concrete. 
And the family is doing well because of that, because he's actually got a steady paycheck. He's got a real job now. You don't even play off what we thought was going to happen is my dad's miserable, though. Like, look at him. He's like a robot. Now, now the dad seems fine. But is he really? No, I think he is. The, The thing is, it's six years now. I mean, and... He's completely given up the Rakugo, and that's where He's Akane, given up the dream, but she's inherited and it. And she's getting it, but the weird thing is, is she is upset because she just liked her dad's Rokuga, mm-hmm. and he, she wants more. She's like, I, I don't get it anymore. And she had come to, you know, Master Shiguma earlier when she was still in elementary school six years ago. Please, can I, uh, can I learn? Can you teach me? Can you teach me? And they kind of Ended up doing this on the slide. They ended up doing it uh, because of the deal. And she even says every time somebody says, oh, your dad, good for him. Good that he quit Rokugo. And yeah, whatever. It's like it stabs her. It's the Ooh. idea of almost saying like he wasn't good enough. And like she an knows insult. he was. She knows he was good enough. So her big thing now is to pretty much become a master. And then just to show that one jerk. That guy who ended up expelling everyone mm-hmm. to show that her dad's Rokugo was Still good enough because she's saying. And again, though, in my mind, they'd be like, no, no, your dad sucked. You're pretty good. I, I don't know. That's just me. But it actually has Furuso vibes to it, oh, you know, from PPPPP, stuff like that. So, the parents. Yeah. And so it, it's it's good. I still like it. I mm-hmm. really do. And I like the characters. And I do even like. This Garico, who I'm not sure that you're supposed to like. I think he's supposed to come off as a goofball. Mm. But I want to see his Rokugo as well, because he must be okay. If he's with the, you know, with the master. And the weird thing is, is he does say at one point, I'm the final student. And even the master says, like, I shouldn't even be doing this. Really, yeah, I think that know? he's about ready to retire. He's so old. Uh, but yeah, he ends up doing this. So he gets a call. Out of nowhere, and it seems that this Rokugo Cafe is short, a guy, a gal, whatever, they didn't show up. And we still don't know. Me and you don't know personally. Is this something that is mostly guys? Is it girls, guys, whatever? And that's not spelled out either. There's none of this like, well, I can't teach you, uh, you know, straight up because you're a girl, nothing. It seems like, you're only, seems like you're only allowed to have one student, and he has to do this on the slide because mm. of that. But he ends up getting a call, and they need somebody to do some Rokugo. Uh, kind of fill in a slot and yeah, i love that you have this Garico. it's me I'm, no 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 i'm sending a connie and really i think that the idea of this is let's get you there not thinking that she will fail 100 percent, but the idea of you're gonna see kind of the harsh world that Dude, you're dealing life. with me and you were kind of doing this in the karaoke deal here in this room where you're having fun but now you're gonna see it might not be so fun when you go out. And she's like, I'm going to make them laugh and they're going to love it. So I'll have to see what goes on. There is a weird, like, extended conversation of what is it to be a, a pro Rakugaka, where they're like, well, that is pro. And I'm like, I don't need that. But that makes more sense to people who probably don't want Yeah, you know, it wasn't it weird, like, yeah, the idea, well, that's that like saying you're, you're a pro, pro baseball player. You're, you're, pro, the baseball. Like, you're already a pro, but she's going to go up. Now she will be, I guess. Maybe she gets paid for this. So mm, that's what I go with it. But yeah, and, and you end up having, you know, Master Shiguma say you might bomb, but just go. Just try it, it out. Is what See what you're going to do. But he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't seem like he 
is like, oh, she's terrible. This will get her out of it. I just think that he thinks she's ready and she has to see what it is where, again, we even saw this stuff before in the first chapter. Again, when I said the first chapter being a lot about the dad and then kind of going, but we did see like him as a guy who was going to be a master maybe. He ended up having to adjust to the crowd. He had to do things. Remember how that was? Mm-hmm. She's not really, she hasn't gotten gameplay yet. She hasn't yeah. been in the, so I think that, that this might be one of those where it's going to be, uh, you know, maybe harsh to her at first. Mm-hmm. We'll the see. The place where the go is hottest. It, it is going to be the hottest. Now, again, it's not a big place, but there's people there. I do really think. Now, do you think that Master Shiguma will go and watch? Because I don't know, but this Dorico, he's there. Oh, yeah. I, I have a feeling he's going to be a gem. I think he might save her somehow or, or do something. See, uh, he has potential to be like either comedy relief or rival or like a gem. Bit yeah, of, because bit you would both. think that he'd be upset because, uh, you know, oh, my master was just doing. But I, I think he might be a pretty cool character with this. Pretty cool to back off. He does say when he's wa- watching them. That she's really good. I mean, he does realize she is really good with that. But yeah, what would you give it? Uh, I liked it. You know, after well, our hot off the presses last week, we did say the one thing this was missing was the game plan. We didn't know what was going to go on going well, we forward. We haven't known, right? We got the game plan going forward. We got solid little supporting cast here. We got, and we already liked Akane, and this is just more Akane being the feisty, sassy Akane. So, you know, I like this. Uh, a bit of Shoha Shoten vibes as well with the like the first big performance. So I'm very interested with this one. I like it quite a lot. I'm going 9.2 out of 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 9. And we, right, we both like this. And I do like it, like you said, because I like Akane and mm-hmm. you get that whole deal. Like you said, we know what's going on. It's no surprise. No. Like, it, nothing shocked me. Like, oh, my but, God, that's what's going on. No, she's going to avenge your father and show that his Rokuga is good and go from there. Eventually, I'll say it right. Every time, every time a different way I say it, it just doesn't fit in my head. Uh, but I really did like it. Uh, but what are we going to next? Next one is another book that we usually don't like, but uh, maybe after this one, it's on the up and up. This is the Kaiju number eight. Chapter 56, what does it say on the fancy It says, is it good news or question mark? Question mark? It's funny because you end up having the different translations. If you read this in the Shonen Jump app as opposed to the Manga Plus, the weird Mm -hmm. thing is, last night I read it in the Manga Plus. Uh, Today, actually, I read Manga Plus. Last night I read it in the Shonen Jump, and I realized, ooh, that was a little different before, a little saucy, but... uh. Yeah, you end up going into this, and a lot of people love it. There's a lot of comments for these chapters mm-hmm. that sometimes me and you think nothing happened. We keep going. Top Hat Kaiju number nine was getting way old. Oh, we do have a picture goodness. of him. Even when they flash a picture of him, uh, I'm like, please, Hashina, put that away. Oh. I don't need that. And, and the idea of, what do you know about this guy, Kaiju number nine? I'm like, yeah, I, I think we know too much, but not enough. I mean, we really didn't know anything. We got real confused. But you end up getting Vice Commander Hashina in this, where we don't have Kafka in this. We don't have anybody. We have these side characters, which we wanted all along. We want to know what's going on. And what has happened is Kaiju number 10 has awakened. Mm-hmm. And it's calling out. The only one he'll talk to is, you know, the Vice Captain, Hashina. So he goes in to see what this is all about. And it's kind of a crazy deal where this kaiju says, I want to fight. I want to fight with you. You end up having a Sheena who took him down, 
thinking, what do you mean? We can't have a battle now. I mean, it's barely anything left. There's nothing left. They can't regenerate. It's not going to be able to be the big bad here. Yeah. And they spell that out. But the thing is, it's now requesting to be converted into a weapon. And he only wants, you know, Hashina to be the one who wields it because we had some fun when we were fighting. And Hashina's like, I don't know. I didn't have fun. He's like, you can't lie to me. You had some fun, right? We had fun, didn't we, buddy? <laughs> He's like, yeah, kind of. Uh, but with that, they want to do this so that they can get some information about Kaiju number nine. And Kaiju number 10 says, well, I do know some stuff because they made me. And that's the weird deal about it with these numbers. If the numbers are specific to whatever, like what is that connection to Kaiju number eight, nine, then all those things, you know what I mean? So we have to see how that plays out. But you end up having, and the, the funny thing in this is, Pretty much Ashina talking like a big man to the Kaiju number 10 and then goes out and like, wait, what's up with that dude? Like, he Shaky gets really, you know what I mean? He goes out. So, but he's playing a good game and ends up, I'll think about it and goes out. And it's like, okay. And it, the thing is, though, it goes a little too quick with the think about it. I thought the idea of like, all right, I think I'll do it. All right, we'll call headquarters. We'll see if they'll, you know, get that. But beware because we've never done this with a like a sentient one that's still mm-hmm. thinking these are usually things they do when they're really taken down. This thing still has its own thoughts. And the, the fear would be that it would take him over Take over. And he's like, you know, we have to do something to do this. But it's funny too, because you then go back in and you got to, I'm telling you, Hashina has to kind of be like, okay, let's, let's get tough again. Goes in. And yeah, I, I think that we'll do this. Like, all right. And the Kaiju number 10 is like, you're going to give your body to me. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that's what's going to happen. Like, go back and forth. Almost like the idea of, like, you know, I, it's, yeah, I know what you are. What am I? Just, <laughs> to him, nope. I'm going to be using you. No, no I'm, I'm going to be, be using, using you. you. <laughs> and they just keep going back. And you have, I mean, in an ominous, like, giggle. Kaiju number 10 at the end. Oh, right. And, yeah, they just do that, and you end up with a smirk. And then at the end of the weird part six, compatible human, it comes up, and then it says in this one, the deal has been made. The story moves on to the next stage. So we'll see if that's the case. Who knows? This book tends to drag some points, but I like this. I actually thought it was pretty cool. Had a little humor when you have Ashina go out and like, wait, wait, you see that thing? That was crazy. I mean, he starts talking like street slang at one point, (laughs) like really crazy. So I did like that. Uh, but what would you give it? I like this. You know, I really like this, actually. It's been a, it's been a while since we've had Hoshina and the rest of the gang, like this side gang here. And this whole concept of, like, taking on the kaiju and then they're going to be compatible. But it's kind of like with Kafka. You know, the way Kafka is kind of turning into the kaiju monster too much. Now we're going to have Hoshina is kind of like, oh, he's going to have to battle with the monster within. I like that vibe. Like that vibe to me, and is that a lot... connects them well with Kafka. Figure out some things. That's a lot more interesting and... to me than fighting Top Hat for twelve years, however long it was. Like when we got episode six, I was like, "Wow, that episode five really that went on for quite a long time." I know. Time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, so yeah, uh, what'd you give it? I'm gonna go eight point five. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight. Okay. I'm gonna go eight, but okay, I am so... liking it. I, yeah. I thought this was cool. I want to see what happens now. And see if he is able to And then how it even affects him When you get this deal being done So I thought that was pretty cool But we have one last book Of the podcast What is it? Ending it with 
big feels, perhaps big gems. We yeah. have the blue boxes, chapter forty-one. Everybody, all like dominoes falling on top of yeah, each other. Look at I don't know what's going on here. I want a back and forth rally. Oh, yes, it's funny too because a lot of times blue box, uh, you end up even without a color page cover though they just go for it anyway yeah, no, I like the, like you know the, what i mean the little cover or title pages they, they yeah have. yeah and then any of them could be it with a little you know work be done uh, a color page oh, yeah. cool deal and yeah so we end up with the big bad boy badminton hero where finale and hyota they end up they're tied one game to one and they go to this third game and pretty much they go back and forth, and you get a lot of Hyrule in his mind thinking that he can do it. I'm almost as good as him. i got to keep my feet. All this stuff. It, it's very badminton-centric in this bit where you see some points. He loses. He ends up losing, but... He gets shot in the belly. I, I'm telling you, it's like that. And I remember then I played tennis in high school up till high school and ended up quitting because I thought it was nonsense when I found out that when you go and play, there were no real judges until i mean if you go now you know think, but just a regular deal and and i had a couple matches where these guys that was in i'm like yeah you know, what's going to be in is my fist in your mouth because that was not and i almost got in fights so i, oh. I ended up but with that you know slamming a ball into somebody's chest that that's not a, a nice thing to do you, no. you're really not supposed to and it really threw me off there but you end up where he loses. Now, he kind of expected this. Maybe that's the problem, but he ends up because Hyoto, he's third year. He's leaving. He's done. This is his last deal. You still have Hyro next year to go. Now, remember that crazy crap talk that you end up Hyoto. If you don't win one game, you're not going to be back here. I'm like, I don't know what you meant, but he did win a game. So he has that, but he lost. And you end up where, hey, it's been fun. I like that. Getting to take on the you these past two years has been fun. That's wholesome. I like that little gem moment. And you do get that idea. They are rivals. But he was hanging with them at that one practice and things. They respect each other. Even Hyoto, who always comes off as pissed. Like, anytime you see this guy, he's, he's pissed. Never but smiling. You end up, yeah, no. And you end up, though, I think that he respects, uh, you know, Hyro and likes oh, yeah. him. And you look, and you did have Hyro say, I can't get these three points. He, he just lost by three points. That's not a lot. So they end up, and he kind of gets there. He goes back to his girlfriend, Karen, and Taiki are watching and says, I'm going to go for a jog. Him and Taiki are these jog. Anything that goes wrong, they're out for a jog. But all that is in my mind is you can't have – this is completely fabricated, this deal. You cannot have Taiki and Karen talking during the match because then it looks like they're jerks and not they're not attention. paying attention. But you have to have this talk, it seems, without Hyru there. So you need something to go on to get him out of the way nah, so they I can talk. I think Hyru, because it's not manly. You know, he was have a good cry, but he ain't going to cry in front I, of the I'm girlfriend. telling you, all this is is a He's plot dipping. device to get him out of there. I actually thought that what you could have had is they have to do some sort of thing for the tournament or whatever. Hey, we need you two to come and sign these things or do whatever. Give them the room. But he's like, out for a jog? I what are you go doing? For a run. So he goes running. He takes off. I like that you see him just run off. About and the, the deal is, you know, seeing somebody try their best makes you try your best. And Taiki thinks of Chinatsu almost in the way of thank God because she hasn't been around for a bit. And yeah, I see a basketball. That's about one of the most <laughs> basketball centric things we've seen. Rare scene with a basketball. I don't even know what position she plays on the team. I really don't. I'm on guessing that she is a forward 
I don't think she's the center, but she is kind of. T- I don't know. You're me. Shooting guard. I I don't know. And so he thinks, and then the big thing is Karen's like, so you like she, don't you? You want to date her, huh? You live together. You might as well dating already. And then Tyke says, and it's nothing new. Well, I'm afraid that if I end up asking her out and she doesn't want to, it would make things uncomfortable at the house. And then Karen does throw the, the wrench in. Well, not asking her makes you a real creep. And Tyke, what? What are you? And then he does think, well, I do kind of, you know, steal some glances yeah, at her. I'm like, oh. So it would be funny they show me he's got like the spy glass looking in through the <laughs> keyhole. I'm like, oh my god, this took a turn. Uh, but she ends up saying, now with that, she is friends with Schnatz. Mm-hmm. In my mind, back high school deal of this. Basically, if I'm Tyke, I'm saying right now, listen, Karen, cut the crap. Ask her if she likes me on the sly, and then tell on me so DM. I know what's going on. Be my wing lady here. And ask her, this is something that you would always do in high school. Go, oh, so you like that Taiki, huh? And then, you know, Chidatsu would start out with the idea of like, well, yeah, he's my friend. No, you like, like him, him, right? Like, like him. that. Taiki's, he's already looking through the keyhole again. And then he gets caught. Uh, somehow he gets caught by uh, Suzu's brother in Aikeshi Triangle. I don't know why he shows up here, but it'd be funny. But you end up where all this going on. He freaks out. I guess I am a creep. Oh, well, I guess I might end up saying something, but maybe I won't. And then you get Karen, the philosopher. Well, you know, you're going to be wondering the rest of your life and this and that. And the other thing I think that you should end up going for it. I want this to end up where Chinatsu says no. And then he goes to murder, straight up murder Karen. The book takes a turn. Now we have a horror book. But Dark badminton. You end up like, all right, okay. And I do like the deal where Karen, she's busy. She's a woman uh, that has a lot. She's got Karen stuff. She is famous, right? So she's like, I got to get the hell out of here. I got to get the next train to Clarksville. I'm out. And he's like, oh, really? Okay. Well, thanks for coming and seeing me. Uh, yeah, and she says, well, is it weird? Like, do, uh, is the second year supposed to lose to a third year? And I think that she's she's back to being sus to me. Like, this seemed a bit, I don't know, yeah, this seems a bit I shady think that to me. she's a little bit, she's a little bit of an overachiever here, and she's pissed. Like, she might break up with him if he, if he says something wrong. Better not do that And so again. he says, well, yeah, you know, you're surrounded by third years. I actually did really well. But he lost. Karen's thinking, you lost. That's not well. And she looks like, oh, I see. I only date winners. Yeah. yeah. Hyrule's like, oh, crap. I forgot <laughs> about Karen. I got lost in the moment. I'm still sweating from my jug. And says, but I'm going to win more later. He ends up hugging her from behind. Next time I'll win more. And then she goes, okay. This is almost. Okay, sweaty. I could change these word bubbles and have Karen go, listen. I want you to end that guy's life right now. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, I see. And then he comes up. I'll end this guy's life. All right. Because she smiles then. Like, he has to say something for her to smile. Then she says, and basically said, I'm going to win more. And she goes, I'm going to hold you on that. If you lied. I mean, what is that a lie? Just saying, I'm going to. I'm not going to date you as much. Oh. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you like dates with me, too, in his mind. <laughs> I like that he is not. He doesn't have the balls to say this to her, to her face, because she definitely, I mean, look at it. She's wearing the pants right oh. now. She wears the pants in this. But I, 
she is back to kind of rubbing me the wrong way with this idea of you better win or you're not good enough for me. I mean, she ended up doing that, you know, the the crawl in the the what's it called when she learned how to Swimming. swim. I don't think she was breaking records. Jerk. But yeah, and then you get the the fun things too, and I like to where is it, is it Hiro saying that Karen is a handful, or is she <laughs> saying he's a handful, right? But he Both ended up. Them. The big funny thing is, is he ended up hugging her like you said. Like, Get up me, sweaty. They didn't even kiss goodbye. But oh. she is going to go off and Hiro goes in and says, hey, let's you want to go see the Hoshino High School. And I do believe that's the high school with his rival. I can't remember his name. And I mean, Taiki Steel, that guy who it's one of those where I think Taiki thinks he's a rival. But that guy has no idea that Taiki exists. Yeah, he only played but. You end up, all right, that's cool. And I like when they do something together. Remember, there was a lot of times when you would end up having Hyru always wanted to do something with Taiki, but Taiki would disappear and run off like, where'd Taiki go? And then a couple times, Hyru would. But they're going to go watch this match. And then Sus Taiki's like, hmm, he, well, it smells so good because he smells <laughs> Karen. What's, it, what's with Taiki and the sniffing? I don't know. He really likes the sniffing. Oh, no. he, he's sniffing around. He ends up liking that smell. Because of that sweaty hug that Hyro gave, but uh, it's good. And I didn't expect Hyro to win. I actually expected him to beat Hyota, though. Remember, this is it's almost like the miracle on ice here in the states. Where oh my goodness! People, the 1980 Olympic hockey team ended up winning gold, and it was a huge thing. And everybody thinks that they beat Russia to win. They didn't. That was uh, so. I thought that maybe Hyro was going to win. That would be enough because he gets past Hyoto and then mm. loses the before finals. the final or yeah. even gets the finals and loses. I thought it was going to get that. It did not. Hyoto was always that thorn in his side throughout this, but he's gone now. Next year, it's going to be Hyro's year. Or it should mm. be, but also we want it to be Taiki. So it does set up that rivalry later on with that. But And also the idea that we forget all about their doubles nonsense oh, yeah. that they have as well. But. But yeah, I, I do like this. I, I, I'm back to enjoying it. It took Hyru and freaking Badman to get me back on, but I did like it. Who would, would have thought that Badminton would have been where we got going? And sus, Karen. Uh, sus what Karen. would you? What would you give this? I like this. Uh, Karen is a little bit sus at the end, but uh, I'll allow that too. That was fun. So I'm gonna go eight point five. All right. What is your book of the week? Ooh, you know. I'm actually going to go, because it was the chapter that impressed me the most. I'm going to go with the Kani Banashis. Really? Until you learn how to say Rakugo. Yeah, I Rakugo. I say it sometimes if I see it, but when I have to say it, I just don't get it. Problems. I'm going to go a swerve, and whether or not the scores match up, whatever, I'm going Doron Doron oh. as my book of the week, because it just, you know, I, I started to like it. And I think it's something that if you fall, if you had fallen off it, because it was doing this, ended up changing it up a bit. So I thought that was pretty good. Who is your gem of the week? I'm going to go with a big swerve. I don't think I've ever given anybody in this book a gem of the week, even though we like a lot of the individual characters. But I'm going to go for his surprise reappearance and comedy moments while still being a bad butt. I don't know if you can say the other one. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, vice captain Hoshida from the Kaiju you're going, race. You're going with him. He is your gem. He is kind of a gem. He's gonna. He might sacrifice himself for everything. That's big gem. I'm gonna pull out of our, uh, which I should have uh, many a time in my life. I'm gonna get my deal from our picks of the week, oh. and it is gonna be 
gym teacher in Ayakeshi Triangle. Gym Not so teacher, sus, gym teacher. Masureo Asujimori, oh. who is actually in Ayakeshi himself. And we thought that he was sus, and he is not. He's trying Jim. to. He said children are our future, and he's trying to, you know, get everybody on and ends up setting up cram school, which we <laughs> always love. But study club for Shadow May. Even if she's bad, whatnot, he doesn't want a student to fail. No student left behind is what he said. So he sets that up and might end up setting up some really cool things in the book. We want to have. I just, I'm begging for cram school. We may actually get it during this summer break of the Ayakeshi Triangle when they're, you know, studying Yayo, all that. Even Yayo is, is pretty much a gem mm-hmm. in that, so I'll, I'll go gem with City. that. And yeah, there was other things that I was thinking of. Uh, you know, Lucky Sonata, he ends up, he's always a gem. You end up, Mash is always a gem. So gem. They're, they're, you have to, they're, they have to really, you know, they have the to do more. Gems. Right, yeah, but there what were a lot of gems. lately? Exactly. There were Karen a lot of gems. was gem. almost a gem, but then she took a swerve to the well, she side. Did. And really, if I if I go with a secondary one, so if I say, hey, I'm going to give one that is something we talked about on this, I'm going to go with Haisuki from Doron Doron then because he ends up, you know, almost like yours, stepping up and putting it on the line. Saying I thought you thing. were going to say the chief. No, I like the chief. He mm. makes me smile, but. Haisuki's saying it's all on me. I, we didn't even really spell out the full thing. He says, hey, if things go wrong, it's on me. They tell him that. He goes, I'm willing to accept that. But you jerks, if things go right, I better get credit. Not you jerk-offs. So I did like him. He was a little sassy as well. So that was that. But a, a lot of good chapters this mm-hmm. week. I, I really week. didn't have many down chapters no overall. Uh, and I've even read a couple other things. Oh. Again, Roboco, the people end up. Always wanting to hate on, so we don't talk about. It. I really had some fun with that bang. chapter as well, and then we have Maggi Lumiere and things like that that me and you really like as well. I still have not caught up with Food Wars Psychic Kajiki Chef. Kajiki Chef. I, I have to I have to read that and catch mm-hmm. up with it. I've only read the first chapter. I didn't even read anything since, and I just haven't had the time. So we'll do all that, but we'll be back again next week with all this nonsense. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. Remember. Go over to our Twitter at Weird Manga. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Then go over to our Instagram at Weird Science Manga. And then go to our Patreon, weirdpatreon.com slash Weird Science Manga. So check that out. And that will have already our picks of the week, which, as I said earlier, Ayakeshi Triangle. You can see why I like the gym teacher. And also PP, PP, PP. And then you're even if you slip my mouth. So go check those out. But. Thanks for joining me, Luke. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to, you can rate and review. We know what they do that. I I can't remember. (laughs) I really can't. I'm Uh, like, I don't remember those days, but maybe somebody will. Maybe people will like what we're doing. Rate and review us. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, we just keep doing what we're doing. But, yeah, thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.